All right. Episode 59. We are rocking and rolling. We've got Brom and Jennifer Bourgeois. <laughs> we have Becky Olson from Approach Marketing. Good morning. Good morning. How's it going? Good morning, you guys. How is it going? I'm going to just say this because I do it once in a while. I feel fantastic. So I just want to throw that energy out there for everybody. Just pull it, take some of it, because I got extra of it this morning. Let's get right into it. Tell awesome. us about the story. Give it to us. When was it founded? I'm assuming by the both of you. Give us what it is uh, that you guys do. All right. You want to kick Go it ahead. I'll kick it off. Perfect. So Lucko is really a, a beautiful marriage of skill set and a couple. So Brom, it, unique name as you have experienced, is from Belgium. And when we were dating, I used to go back to Belgium to now visit my in-laws and we would discover, I would discover as an American, these wonderful products. One was a chocolate spread, which Brahm and all Europeans have grown up on. And we used to bootleg it back Chicago style in our suitcases uh, so we can enjoy. And then we'd have a couple extra jars and we would share it with friends. And really Lekko was a what if uh, question on my in-laws back deck. What if we brought it to the United States? What would that look like? I've got a background in CPG and lifestyle marketing. So I knew what it was like to bring a product to the US market as well as what it takes to grow it to scale. Um, so we spent a couple of years really finding the right contract manufacturers, uh, the right, you know, right route to market. And uh, in April of 2017, April 1st, 2017, we launched Leco Belgian Dark Chocolate Spread. Mark, it's one of the things I'm proud of that it's the one marital debate and us married guys, we all know once in a while you win one. Uh, allowing our girls, we have two daughters, allowing them to eat chocolate spread for breakfast. That is my marital debate that I won. And then from that, we built Leco. So yeah. everything else is, uh, is in front of us. And you're still together. So uh, we're talking yes. and it was on April Fool's. That's an interesting one. Uh, in yes. 17, we're now a few years ahead. We just went through whatever it is. I don't even know what we're calling this anymore. We're just <laughs> in here. We're, we're locked down and you're yeah. still together. So much love on that one. Now, now let's get into <laughs> this thing though. Um, it's now April 17. Um, give us your first point of distribution because you've already touched on it. You found a co-packer. That's always difficult. Um, there is opportunity there because there's a big, big name that sits on that shelf with that type mm -hmm. of product. Um, I, it's funny, I, I, funny, my like German best friend, that's what he grew up on and I never understood it. Um, his <laughs> mom would like try to give it to me and I was like, yeah, what, what are we doing here, right? Like, I, I don't, should I tell my mom about this? Anyway, sorry. Um, what were first points of distribution? How did you get it there and, and what was the approach to do that? I'll take that one. So actually really important, uh, Mark, is that we started this in 2014. Nobody knew about it. We, we really started creating a blueprint to ourselves on every single aspect of the business, logistically, brand-wise, market study, competitor analysis, trends, CPG, large company behavior. Uh, we did that study with both our backgrounds. Mine is an international business where I manage large companies bringing services and products to the US and they were always US subsidiaries of foreign companies, some of them publicly traded, some of them just in private. And then you have Jen's 18 year Red Bull experience and that was the right pedigree to still take three years of creating this blueprint and yeah. not go 
even before we're ready with every aspect of the business. Mm -hmm. One example, scalability, and that ties in, how did we start on 2017? Because scaling was not our concern back then. Scaling is our concern right now. Mm -hmm. So we needed to find the right partner because we believed in a, in a white space. LECO addresses a white mm -hmm. space in the consumer packaged good market space where there's a clear, call it the Coca-Cola of the chocolate spread, and everybody knows that name, but it is really rare that you find an open space in a category where there's, a, there's not a Pepsi to that Coca-Cola, because there's always a Pepsi for every Coke, there's a McDonald's for a Burger King, for a Wendy, yep. who's our Pepsi, right, when there's the, the Coca-Cola. So if scaling is our end goal, and mass distribution is our end goal, now you need to you know, analyze every aspect of that. And so being able to scale a manufacturing was the first thing we needed to address before we even sold a single jar. Because we see a lot of people starting a, uh, a consumer package, good company, they start real small and the level of entry has never been smaller. You go online, buy 500 jars, you have a recipe, put some labels on that you buy digitally, yeah. print your business cards, and now all of a sudden we have a food company. But how do you take <laughs> it from that entry level that is so easy with a little bit of funds but how do you get that to a, so as easy as it becomes to enter, as hard has it become to even scale and be relevant yeah. in the scale of things? I, I think it's an amazing topic and one that it could almost mm -hmm. be its own show because realistically though, I want to flip it and actually be the dev, be devil's advocate, right? Which I, we don't, I, it doesn't really get it like that on this, but um, I think you could say the same the other way though. You guys have that pedigree and that's a unique um, thing on this show. We've had some that have that deep experience. Uh, you uh, it's sort of programming this and putting a playbook together far, far before. That doesn't really happen often, especially in ter terms of just startup land and the stuff that I talk mm -hmm. to. And really, let's get real, the 95% that are just starting at the farmer's market, which I love because they don't need to put up a bunch of money. They don't need to go to ask their mom for 10 grand. I think that's just as important. So yep. I love your take because what you're ultimately saying is we knew we had something big on our hands and we were willing to take on a lot more of the early stage findings, right? As far as manufacturing to say, this is going to scale. So let's get prepared. So I just wanted, I wanted that commentary there, but let's dive right into something again. Where did you sell your first 500 jars since you said 500 jars? Yeah. So I love started, love 2000, this story. Yeah. started 2017 um, by bringing the first 300 jars, actually <laughs> a pallet of 300 jars didn't have a label designed yet. Uh, we didn't understand FDA requirements, import customs. And I thought, okay, let's only tie a small amount of money in. We got a call from, from somebody who was given our, our file on his desk and said, do you have this, 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 this? And I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> so how are we going to do that? Well, because it was on his desk, he had to figure it out with us. And that has been our approach. Yeah. So 2017, local Chicago land market, local independent grocery stores where you walked in, convinced the, the, the owner to put your product on the shelf. Jen will talk on how we created awareness and trial, but we went 2017, 28 stores, 2018, 225 stores, 2019, 550 stores, and now we're 2020, 
and we're in 2,250 stores. Let's talk about the SKU count. Uh, and, and again, you know what? Can we call out your, the, the big name? Who is it? Of oh, it's course. Nutella. Yeah, it's Nutella. And, let's, and let me address that. You know, because I, I, I want I wanted you important. to say it because I don't want to yeah. say it. I we don't, don't want to say it. I don't want to say it. The, the <laughs> thing is, again, like I, I'm <laughs> like growing up and seeing it in someone's like randomly yeah. in somebody. I, it, people don't realize, and you guys probably know it. Like, there's a really cool story, oh, yeah. right? It's not like this isn't like some ten year old company. This is like forever type stuff. Oh, it's a big and, one, yeah. It, it's right, and so um. Again, it's really cool. I loved the Coca-Cola to, to Pepsi, the McDonald's to Burger King. I haven't really heard that one, uh, yeah. but, it, but I totally get it and everybody else will too. You got it, they're like, wait, there's nobody else over there. Okay, um, so give it to us. So give, give us your take where you were gonna go with that, Jennifer. Well, I mean, part of it is too, there's a point of differentiation with product too. You know, and I love, you know, listen, any category should have multiple players. It's how it should be. You should have a competitive landscape. It, you know, what is your point of differentiation? For example, Lecco is a nut-free recipe. We don't have hazelnuts in it, which differentiates us from Nutella. Uh, we also have a flavor line to all natural flavors, the original dark chocolate, caramel sea salt, coconut and Caribbean banana. And the nice thing is it complements the category. So, uh, you know, sometimes people get scared of competition, you should embrace it. Cause it keeps you fresh, keeps you frosty. And trust me, the retailers want that category to grow. They want that extra basket ring. And not only that, but American consumers love discoverability and they love different palettes of flavor. So for us, I'm glad you said it cause we would have, you know, um, but you know, Nutella. So, uh, so yeah. Yeah, Nutella, Nutella is actually not a competitor, right? Because when you, when you have a choice of one, you have a choice of none. Yeah. And so by us introducing our flavors with a clear product uh, differentiation point of view, or the attributes of our product are so unique mm -hmm. that there are people who are looking for less sugar. There are people who are looking for no, uh, no nuts as an ingredient. There are people that are looking for dark chocolate versus milk chocolate, right? So you have all these points of differentiation but it's not just the end consumer. And when you want to scale uh, market, it's important to understand the other players, right? Because we're a B2B to B2C, right? And so the first thing we had to figure out was what is the value play for the distribution? And nor distribution nor retail have any interest in a story of cannibalization. And too many people look at a large mm -hmm. player and say, but I can be that too, but cheaper. Mm -hmm. No, if, if the revenue is 100, the retailer is looking to have your products enable dynamic in the category, which might make the guy who's the 100 might become 105 and you might become two and now you're 107 together. Now that is appealing. Anybody walking up to a retailer or distribution partner and say, I think I can take five of that 100. Like why would they give you a chance? It's yeah. fine. We just <laughs> keep doing what we do. I love this. I love this. And I don't know if you were in my, are you in, were you in my office uh, like literally yesterday? <laughs> this is getting really weird. Um, yeah, we're just, we peaked in. I mean, this is getting just odd. But um, we just talked about this as far as even our deck. You have to, you have to be in there to, to add value, not yep. to, well, I, we use that, not to cannibalize the next person because you're not doing anything, right? We're going in there to say, this is our customer, right? This is a customer walking your store who's looking for us, not looking for us to not buy X, right? 
It's so, that is a it hasn't been talked about yet specifically like that on here on the six you know, 59 shows. So that's an amazing one. Um, also, again, going back to, you know, we're not a competitor. If anything, we needed them there. We needed somebody to, to lead the category. Of course you do. Because they did all of the all of that heavy lifting, right? Which is the education. Like, yeah, talk and spread. Yeah. like what, can you think? I mean, now it's been however many years, right? Generations are, are on top of that. But like, could you imagine starting it? Do you know how much money you will need? I'm just gonna, uh, I actually do. With my pedigree. You know what? I'm gonna <laughs> do it. Like if you want to start a category, <laughs> let's just say it right now. You wanna yeah. be you wanna be plant-based burgers. I yeah. mean, you don't think that they like went and got a $25,000 check now, do you? No, 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 no. All those headlines are for the big, big, big money is because it's not just the innovation part, right? And, and do it. It's because they have to market the heck out of this thing. Yep. Anyway, I'm, I'm just. Yeah, I mean, no, you're doing like preaching to the choir. I'm like shaking my head. I'm like, I got you. I got you. This, this yeah. one could go on. This is going to go on longer than the, the normals. But let's get back into like a. Um, yeah. Let's talk about 2020. Where are you retail-wise? Um, you had mentioned the f like maybe you had mentioned four or five SKUs as far as flavors, right? Mm -hmm. um, it, you're in. I can see it. Are those uh, jars? What are they like? Twelve ounce, uh, you know, fourteen ounce jars. Nine and a half. Nine and a half yeah. ounce. Okay, nine and a half ounce jars. Um, give us sort of your core retail partnerships and the ones that you feel like are the healthiest as far as success velocity and why frame that for us. You take that one, sweetie. So home market is always key, right? So we got a chance by Jewel Osco, we're a Chicago-based mm -hmm. company. Jewel Osco owns a majority market sharing grocery in Chicago. They're part of the Albertson Safeway chain. So we are in Jewel since 2018 and are still on shelf, remain on shelf, have proven ourselves and are very thankful for the, the, the opportunity mm -hmm. we got from them. Um, and, and our play has been to go and grow scale and then create velocity coming along the road. Why? Because it is, a, it is not a single-use consumer segment in the grocery store, meaning if you are a snack bar, purchase consumption, repurchase, right? There's a much higher dollar demand to be in that category, which makes it, one, appealing to investors, but it also makes it really competitive to be in there because it is an established, there's a lot of players in there, big companies are in there, a lot of money to compete against, and again, we found ourselves in the spreadable category where the threshold is lower. So it has allowed us with our own personal investments who are significant, um, but, but to grow into and allow steady growth. But really the game changer to us has become Kroger. Kroger took us in this year, gave us a chance and, and, and gave us an opportunity in 18 of their divisions. About half of them are direct Kroger stores on the East Coast. And then we are in, in nine more banner stores, Central here in Chicago, Mariano's in Roundy's in Wisconsin, and then West Coast. And so we added almost 1,600 stores mm -hmm. overnight uh, where, okay, that's a big uh, pill to swallow. It's an elephant to eat. But luckily out of our experiences, we know how to eat an elephant. <laughs> uh, and that is bite by bite, piece by piece. Don't get nervous yeah. about it. And that's what we're doing yeah. now. Uh, there's a lot of hiccups to go through. Um, you were, we were not in your office and you were not in ours, but I told Jen this week, I'm like, there's a reason why the CPG companies leave this crazy venture to startups like us. 
Yeah. Because there's so much trouble that you have to overcome and so many issues you have to overcome that, that in a large organization, it costs a ton of money to do so. Yeah. And if you're a small company, you have to do it all yourself and you have no other choice than doing it. Yeah. But that's let me, the exciting let me chime in too. I mean, this is the thing. We're very thankful during these, these tw times in 2020 to be given this opportunity. I mean, we're very aware of that. And, you know, whether it's Ralph's or King Supers, QFC, Fred Meyer, these are some big banner stores. And the nice thing is, you know, we, our timing maybe shifted a little bit and that's fine, but we've always stayed agile and flexible. And that's what, really in the CPG world, you have to be that way. And I think if there's any advice of anyone entering it is you can write your blueprint, but have that flexibility and be agile when things happen that maybe are out of your control. Um, and this is a really good yeah, year sampling. to- yeah, and Give the example of our- Oh, sampling. Sample. So this is, if I could just quickly like tell you this. So pre-COVID, right? We had all of our field marketing plans, sampling teams. We had all these great plans, COVID hits. Well, you can't one-on-one, -on -one, you know, tackle consumers now and educate them about your product. So we actually launched a program called Spread the Leco Love. And we are actually delivering a 12 pack of Leco to people's homes to let them try it and experience it. We also include, you know, an information leaflet and then even better, we let them spread the love because we need some positivity right now, which by the way, I loved your energy in the beginning. You're my kind of people. And so you can actually hand a jar and a leaflet and a postcard to someone else. And that postcard's got a stamp and a return address. You put your address on there, we'll send you a Leco Love Care Package. Very cool. So again, pivoting in these times, yeah. right? And that was key. So it kind of drafts off the, the 2020 discussion. Yeah, yeah, very good. And, and do you guys have a direct-to-consumer play right now? Can you go to the website? Uh, yes. Yeah, you do. absolutely. You, okay, yeah. good, good. Absolutely. Both Amazon as our leco.com. Yeah. So well, both of them. Well, shout out Kroger. They gave you some love. Uh, we're, we're lucky to be uh, on that East Coast side as well with them. Uh, yeah. a, great, a great partner. Um, you know how to lean in and all those things about how things have changed and yeah. you know, demo and trial is completely different. So you're getting creative. Yeah. Spread the love. Spread the love. Yeah. If you didn't get you it, it, get it. Got it. Good. <laughs> Um, I send your info, everybody check them out, go grab some, grab a jar, show them some love. Um, and, uh, and you guys keep rocking and rolling. Uh, Thank easily, you. easily the most professionals. I mean, like, like they, they their audio is like beautiful. Um, they look, oh, perfect. that's, I mean, that's Grayson and Jeremy. I got to talk about the men behind there? the curtain here. Grayson and Jeremy, they, they make us look great. So they we've do, got an amazing, small and nimble team. So they thank you for job. that. Uh, we are going to go to Becky Olson, Approach Marketing. I know them. Uh, Becky, give us a couple minutes on the platform. Absolutely. You talked a couple of times about pedigree and velocity, and that's really what Approach Marketing specializes in. We are a group of consultants who've all come from global-sized public relations and marketing agencies from the big cities, but much like those who you talked about have been in CPG, going to more of a startup mode. So that's the, the nature of our agency. So you've got people from working with the Unilevers, the PepsiCo's of the world, who just want to work in a different way, whether that be from home on a more flexible schedule. And so there's this whole crop of 
public relations and marketing professionals with that pedigree who can help brands with a smaller budget than a, a Unilever or a PepsiCo that want that same level of expertise to do media relations, social media, marketing, writing, positioning, things to take you to the next level by taking that off your plate. So that's really what we specialize in. And we are so honored to help tell the Leco story about their entry into Kroger this year and all of the great recipes and innovations that they have going on. So uh, we, we've just been having a great time working together so far. I like that. Yep. And I know you're connected in some way. So there's that let go and approach thing. Boom. One last little <laughs> thing there. Uh, all their info is there. It's going to be somewhere. Shout out. <laughs> uh, subscribe. Get on this thing. You guys have a great rest of the week. You as well. Thank you so much. Thank you, Mark, for the opportunity. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Take